0: The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Just go to getroman.com slash SGP to get $15 off your first month of treatment. That's getroman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by ProSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's propswap.com, promo code SGP. And finally, we're also brought to you by the SGPN app. That's right, we've got an app now, and the app gives you easy access to all of our picks, podcasts, and the exclusive place to enter in all of our contests. That includes the $1,000 NBA Finals free roll. Just enter... SGPN in the App Store or the Google Play Store and download that baby today.
1: Howdy ho, DeGenerinos. And thank you for coming to the podcast, the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast. Network, back in your eardrums, this would be episode 46. Normally, it's dedicated to someone, but there really is not very many good 46s that I could find. I'm going to break my rule and let my associate co-host talk before he's introduced. Maybe he has a number 46 for us. Co-host, do you have a number 46 for us?
0: So I'm trying to think because... The only one who I can think of that used to wear 46, because I'm usually the baseball guy, the only one I can think of is Lee Smith, but he was, like, a relief pitcher, oh, right. and that's that's so random. I feel like yes. there's got to be better ones than that.
1: I guess I Andy Pettit, maybe, but whatever, like, yeah, he's all right. Yeah, but, I guess he's yeah. at
0: least the one who admitted he cheated. That's kind of nice. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm, um, I'm being told right now that Tony yes. Gonsolin also wears it. I don't know if you know Tony Gonsolin. I uh, do uh, you know the name. He's the weird cat guy on, on the Dodgers.
1: Yes, is on my fancy team now, yeah, everybody.
0: Yeah, he's really into cats. Really? cats.
1: He kind of looks like a cat, too. So <laughs> it makes sense. All right, Tony Gons- Gonsolin, this one is for you. Um, co-host. shut up. You haven't been introduced yet. How dare you speak. This is not your time to talk. All right, uh, Tony Gonsolin, uh, This Hopefully this episode will be a stellar one because our picks last week, last week, last night actually were stellar. So um, this shall be a good episode. I would be Jeff Fox, your host. Uh, thank you for coming, like I said, once again. Um, and if you have not already, please make sure you subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast feed um, on whatever podcast catcher device thingamajig you use and if you want to give us a radian review that helps too helps us get more eardrums more degenerates into our flock here Um, and if you are listening to us on the sgpn main feed um, if you could try to find our specific uh mma gambling podcast only feed and subscribe to that that would help because we're eventually going to be off the sgpn feed and on the other one still still part of the sgpn family just on our own feed um, so, like I said, thank you for coming. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com and reading all the stuff that I and the rest of our writers write there. Um, and if you go to my MMA site, MMA-Manifesto.com, thank you for going there also. Uh, we always have lots of good stuff on there. It's pretty much updated daily. So if you uh, need a, up, uh, a daily dose of MMA stuff, make sure you go on there. Um, I will officially let my co-host... My associate host, excuse me, uh, talk now because I don't really have too much else to say. I don't even have a number 46 for you, so I'm uh, not much use. Um, and he was one pick better than me last night, too, so he's going to have some gloating to do here. Um, we both did very well. I basically um, tailed him on all his picks except one, and of course, the one I picked on my, uh, the one I went opposite of him, he, uh, it was, most gruesome uh, win of the night, so um, we'll get into that in a second. Um, This man is the king of the go-go plata, as uh, as he tells um, us on air and off air. Um, He says he would never, he would just, um, his strength and technique, Paul Craig would not be able to do any kind of arm lock on him. Uh, he said if Paul Craig tried to do a uh, some kind of arm bar on him, he would turn it into a gogo plata and and uh, rip. He said he would rip his arm right out of the socket, and blood would be gushing out of the uh, um, out of his, I guess his um, shoulder joint. I think is what you said, Dan. You would rip his arm out from the shoulder. I think he said, and then uh, you said you would beat Paul Craig. Up with it, and the ref still wouldn't notice that his arm was ripped out because it would be the same ref as last night, and he would just be watching you beat him up and wondering if he should stop the fight. That's what Dan says off the air. He does he, on the air, he tries to be a nice guy, but that's the type of guy uh, he is off the air. Um, so, yeah, King Goga Plata. Uh, they call him Gumby. Um, we call him Daniel Gumby Vreeland, and now we will say hello to him. Hello, Daniel Gumby Vreeland.
0: So so I've been disparaging to a lot of, of jiu-jitsu <laughs> in, in the UFC. Yeah. I, I think a lot of guys ha- have subpar jiu-jitsu and should be better at it. I even I, – I, the one you usually poke fun at me as, Bartrov Spavinsky, I pointed out that he is very susceptible to guillotines, and then he got guillotined. Uh, and and I've, I've been disparaging of his grappling. I've never once said an ill word about Paul Craig, and after winning me money at plus, what was he, plus 220 last night? I will never say an ill word about Paul Craig.
1: Yes, we um, we killed it with the underdogs last night, especially uh, Mr. Vreeland, um, especially with... Um, Paul Craig, he should, I, I agreed, I believe I agreed on air episode 45 that, um, I didn't like the number, uh, for that fight. Um, Jamal Hill was minus 300, Paul Craig plus 230. I thought that was far too, far too lopsided and. Um, it proved right. Uh, Dan made a killing and he sent me a photo of Tony Gosselin wearing a shirt. It says, it says Taco Cat on it. Um, it says Taco Cat spelled backward is Taco Cat. So, yes. thought,
0: this you episode thought you'd is, enjoy that.
1: Yeah, the, this episode should be uh, dedicated to him. He he deserves it after that. That's for dang, uh, that's for dang sure. So, um, yeah, interesting night of fights. Um, another decision um, heavy night of fights, but it didn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't super boring. We had some had some exciting fights, but we're talking what? There was one, two, what? Three finishes out of out of fourteen fights. Um, yeah, but maybe, maybe before I was going to say, is this uh, is this just the new way we're going? The sports headed because everyone is going to be everyone's trained in everything nowadays so maybe that's just the way we're going to get uh get it going we're not going to have huge mismatches in the, in the future and we're going to have a whole bunch of decisions but before we get into that um let me tell you about WinBet. i was thinking we should just do our ads like um like they do in the UFC when just like out of the blue they'll say uh, <laughs> Modelo <laughs> right, right in the middle of the fight. That P3 is uh, the
0: official protein pack of the Octagon. <laughs>
1: right right in the middle of the fight and just uh, with with no contacts whatsoever. I, I, that, that would be a, a nice way to, to do the podcast, but our ads are a little longer than that. So uh, let me tell you about WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Jonah's promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer of up to five hundred dollars risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. I gotta. I feel like I'm, I'm doing a subpar performance here. year. I gotta pick it up for Taco Cat here. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing not doing Taco Taco Cat proud. Um, so yeah, what are you thinking about before we get in the card? It, has it been more decision heavy over the past few weeks or are we just noticing it now or um or what do you think or should we save this for one of our off weeks and go real in depth on it
0: no i i I think it's 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 probably something that we can't answer on the micro right like we you're right we have seen more lately um and sometimes that's that's just the matchups right like we got heavyweights this week uh which we'll eventually get to but like they were heavyweights with not tons of finishing power. So, like, sometimes that happens. And, you know, Brad Riddell and, and Drew Dover are two guys who slug in, like, knockouts. But they, they're also very defensively sound. So, like, it, it could be just a little bit matchup-based. Um, But I would also add that this broke the record for the most decisions on a single UFC card. Uh, 11, oh, yeah? okay. 11 is the new record. Um, Previously, like, four different cards had 10. And also it was the longest event in terms of fight time ever, too, with over three hours of fight time Uh, in the case. So, yeah, it, it was it was a long one. And uh, it certainly felt that way, too.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it doesn't feel that way, but I don't. I'm weirdo, and I tend to watch nothing live. Um, I always have at least uh, a few minutes drag time going on things I watch, so I, I skip through a lot of dead time. So maybe that's why I didn't feel so bad. Well, so I'm I'll, off do, doing other things in between, maybe.
0: I'll say this, too. Like, the first two or three fights, when when they went to the judges' scorecards, Bruce Buffer, like, was I don't know if it was him or was the judges getting the card to him or what. Like, there was, like, five or six minutes of just, like, dead space while the guys, like, wandered around the cage waiting for the, the them to say, oh, okay, well, we have the judges' scorecards now. And, like, they just didn't have them. Like, like maybe they couldn't find the judge or whatever, or the judge was taking time, making up his mind. But, like, it, there was some large gaps in there.
1: Yep. And speaking of doing things, um, like, uh, doing things when... Uh... Uh, in the Dead Times, I changed my Twitter picture to the Taco Cat picture, as you were using Yeah, I guess that's called um, – I'm having a real hard time talking here. What's that called, Dan, when you, you do more than one thing at once? That's called –
0: Multitasking.
1: Multitasking. That's what it is. Anything with more than one syllable, I think I'm going to struggle on uh, this episode. So lucky <laughs> – the associate co-host is here um, to, to uh, lift me up. All right, let's, uh, let's get started on this card. Uh, the card we are dancing around uh, speaking of is, of course, UFC 263, Adesanya versus Vittori 2. It went down in the... I didn't – did they say Gilla? I didn't notice how they pronounced it. I, I think it's everything. the
0: Gilla Arena, yeah. Okay, we were right, Which Gilla. I think, well, you were right. I, I just chose not to say anything.
1: <laughs> Gilla should have two L's, though, if you ask me. This has one L, it should be Gilla, but whatever. Gilla um, attended 17,208. About eight of them had masks on, I think. It's, and they were people that work for the uh, – I think for the Athletic Commission, probably because they were told they had to wear masks. Um, I think that was it. So I assume the rest of them were vaccinated, or the pandemic's over in the states. It's not up here in Canada, but is it over in the states, Dan? I
0: I I'm gonna say no. In Arizona, maybe it is. <laughs> uh, Arizona probably never had one, according. Uh... That's true.
1: <laughs> All right. So anyhow, um, packed house. Uh, they broke the record for the gate. There are two, I believe. I saw it was four thousand two hundred. Uh, dollars. Uh, people are dying to spend their money that they've been having to sit at home with. So people, people's uh, mattresses in their bedrooms must be like overflowing with money because that's where everyone keeps their money, right? Under their mattress. Of that's course the way it works, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Of course. So I just want to make sure that works the way in the in the states too. So yes. And as Dan said, yes, it did break the record for most decisions on a card with 11, and it did break the record for the longest amount of fight time. It was three hours and 19 minutes of fight time, but. How long was the actual show? It started at, what, six?
0: Yeah, is and it, right? was, it wasn't over until, like, one a.m.
1: Yeah, that's... that's I don't get why they think they have to make it so long always. Like, no other sport does that. Like, you get, like I, I think
0: the thing is... Even though, baseball is the, doesn't. It, it feels like it's long to us, because we're digents and we watch every single fight, and yeah. we're betting on every single fight, and that kind of feeling, yeah. but, like... The the average fan, the person who
1: doesn't want five hours
0: of MMA, like like yes. for seven seven hours, was it seven yeah. hours? Seven yeah, hours of the, MMA this week. That's where they uh, tend to be
1: though when they're this yeah this many fights yeah yeah
0: and, and when they're pay per view too because they space them out yes. and they make them later yes. and stuff like that. But the, the, so we're gonna watch no matter what. They know we're gonna watch no matter what. Yeah. And they're just catering to the fan who's gonna watch two or three fights only at the end of the night and at. Yeah. You know, the West Coast times because they're in Vegas
1: and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think I'm veering into old man yells at cloud uh <laughs> here too. So we probably should just get into the card. Um, I should be upbeat because um, let's start with that. We killed it. So hopefully, all y'all, y'all out there, um, tagged along with our picks because I went nine and five. Dan went ten and four. Um, Dan made 580 bucks because he bet 100 bucks in every fight. Uh, that's American money too, isn't it? So that's even more up here, Dan. That's like <laughs> another 20%. That's like another 160 bucks up here. Fantastic. Uh, I made 250 which is fine. I'll, I'll take my 250 Um The bad news, I whiffed on my lock, which is not good. It was uh, the Beast and Figueredo. I don't mind, though. Uh, I've always liked Brandon Moreno, so I don't mind really whiffing on that one, but I'm kinda of starting to struggle with my locks after like being perfect for so long. I'm nine and four now on my locks. I'm still up hundred and thirty two bucks about ten percent um Dan did not whiff Dan doesn't miss he nailed his lock, which was so your lock was uh Steven, Peterson Steve Peterson? Oh, yeah. Peterson um so down now Dan's at six and seven he's down three hundred bucks <laughs> um so overall as I echo in my ears here. Do I sound okay to you, Dan? I sound all echoey to me.
0: No, you sound fine here. <laughs> all right,
1: cool. I, I sound as good as I'm going to sound. All right. Um, overall, for the year, uh, I'm 123.99, 55%. Dan is close on my heels, 119 and 103, 54%. So you are right there. Actually, uh, we're doing all right, right around the mid-50s. I'd like to be in the 60s, but I, I think that's just uh, um, that's just a pipe dream possible because, like I said, when I've seen other – quote unquote experts pick uh like every baseball game or every basketball game or whatever, they you know uh they're right. They're happy if they're above five hundred. So we shall be happy. Uh Dan is up like a thousand bucks on me now though, which is rough. And in Canada that's like twelve hundred bucks. So <laughs> that's even rougher. So all right. Um so like I said, I hope you guys tagged along with at least some of our picks. The night started off rough. We lost our first two and then it we I went on a what Seven fights in a row, and you did eight in a row. I think, correct? Yeah, Something yeah, like yeah. Uh, Including dogs, Dan had four dogs in there. I had three, so that was fantastic. And then we kind of whiffed in the, uh, or I whiffed in on the main card. I was like three and five in the main card, which isn't so hot. You were three and two. So, anyhow, uh, we we always claim that we're better on pre- prelims, and I guess we kind of were last night. So, all right, now I'm actually going to finally. know should I talk about the card now? Mm, no, let's talk about roaming. <laughs> Look, no one's perfect. We were close last weekend, but no, we weren't perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with bases loaded. The best golfer sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to GetRoman.com slash SGP now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping whole process is straightforward and discreet, so getting started is simple. The part I always messed up, I did it again. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoma.com slash SGP and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to GetRoma.com slash SGP now to get 15 bucks off your first month. That's American money, too. Uh, look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoma.com slash SGP. Get started now and... Save fifteen dollars in your first month of treatment, and before you know it, you will be hitting Go Go Platas again. Correct? Correct. Okay. It used to be I would drag out the introduction to you, and now I'm dragging out breaking down the fight card. But all right, fine. Let's let's break down the fight card. It was. It was. We were kind of negative about how long the stuff was, but it did. It was um, memorable, to say the least. Main event went the way I guess we pretty much predicted it. Um, I think we both. We both had Adesanya winning. I think we both kind of figured it was going to be a decision. I don't think we came right out and said it, though, did we?
0: Um, No, I, I thought he, he had a possibility to finish him. But yeah, there was it, possible, it, yeah. it went, like, I mean, like, mostly how we thought it was going
1: to go. Yeah. So angry, angry, angry Marvin. He doesn't get – he's angry pretty much until he's in the cage. And then he's kind of, like, not – like, he's not a knockout guy. You would think a super angry guy like him would be, like, trying to take people's heads off, but he's that's really not his style.
0: No, he wants to be a mauler. I think. I, yeah, I think yeah. I think deep down, uh, Marvin Vittori thinks he's Habib. Mm. Uh, I, I think he thinks it's he true. fights like Habib. Um, yeah. Because he, like he looked like that against Kevin Holland, did he not? Like, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, like, I guess like if you feel like you fight that way, like that's cool. But like the counters and reversals from Israel Sanya on the mat in this fight. What wow, to eh? me, were, were to me the most impressive thing, right? Like yeah, we no we knew he was gonna piece him up on the feet. We knew he might stuff the majority of takedowns. We knew he might. Well, we didn't know he might grab his ass, but he he did that too. And, but that
1: was like, it's kind of predictable. Him <laughs> doosing someone's not really out of uh, out of character.
0: I mean, it's it's more mild than what he did to Paulo Costa, I guess. Yes, but that's like, true.
1: Yes. Um, we can't say that mothers listen to this. We can't tell you what he did to Paulo Costa. Yeah, so. yeah, no,
0: that that's that's not acceptable. But like, so <laughs> so a lot of it was predictable. But like, I didn't think on the few times that Vittori got him down, he would just like hip over and like bump sweep him until yep. he was in top position and, and that's exactly what he did in some of those positions and it was just an incredible I mean I mean like a huge pat on the back to Israel Desanya for what he can do on the ground because like I mean like that's what we say all the time about strikers in, in MMA right like well they're great but they just have to run into the guy who can get him on the ground and beat him up there and like people who were picking Vittori in this fight were saying that he could do what Jan Blankovic did. And now we know that, like, that was probably size more than anything, and the fact that Blankovic did some damage on the the feet, too. But, like, once it got to the ground, I actually don't think Vittori was better than Ida Sanya there.
1: No. uh, Yeah, uh, going back to Blankovic, he's got way more power striking, obviously. Uh, Mm -hmm. Vittori, like I said, I, I... He's Vittori's one of those guys who I think of as as a knockout guy. There's a, there's another guy too that I can't think of right now. But then you look at the record and you're like, oh, he has two knockouts. That's right. He's not <laughs> not, knock, not he's not a knockout guy at all. Um, but yeah, Blaikovich is, is way stronger on the feet and he's obviously way bigger too. Too. But yeah, as for yeah, um, Izzy's ground game that that's um, and just him stuffing stuffing the takedowns too um, was fantastic. Nailing him with elbows as he was trying to take him down. Um, and then, obviously, my favorite thing that happens on every pay-per-view, um, when uh, Joe Rogan says that a, a submission is underneath the neck, uh, is he immediately, <laughs> immediately, somehow swept. And got like mount. Or oh, maybe did he get mount? No, maybe it wasn't mount. But but he swept and, and got on top right after. Rogan said it's under his neck. It's under his chin. It's anytime uh, Rogan says a a uh, submission is sunk in, then you know the guy's going to pop out at any second. So yeah, yeah, he um, wasn't
0: he wasn't even close to that submission. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was fantastic. So, but um, yeah, it, it, Adesanya is uh, it's got to be scary for the rest of the middleweight division. Seeing the way he fought last night. Um, just obviously his striking was on point. He was – this basically was, was the top challenger at this moment, you know, time and place and all that type of thing. Robert Whitaker is really the top top contender. But um, this was a top available contender, we'll say. And he just basically clowned on him for the full 25 minutes.
0: Yeah, I, exactly. Like, I, I think what you said hit the nail on the head. Like, Robert Whitaker is the only guy I could see right now in that middleweight division – giving Izzy any kind of trouble. It, it's almost a shame that he went up and fought Jan and, like, kind of took some of the luster off of what he is because, like, if he was just tearing through yeah. all of these middleweights right now, like, man, like, if, if he goes out and beats the hell out of Whitaker again, like, what is what is left? Brunson again? Like, he could beat Brunson again? He could beat Costa again? He could beat Gastelum again? Like, we're running out of people he could beat the hell out of again.
1: Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, he's he's going to clean up the division pretty uh, damn quick. It's it, which is always really it,
0: It's also one of those divisions that doesn't have like that young up and comer that you have a, like a really nope. good feeling about, right? Like, like who's the... going to be
1: Shabaziyan? But. Uh, and, it's not it, amazing anymore, <laughs>
0: right? And like maybe Sean Strick, like maybe Sean Strickland. He's not an up and
1: comer though, but he's 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 coming, but he's and, he's not a youngster. But and least. that
0: that's you could say the same thing about Uriah Hall, right? Like Uriah oh, Hall yeah, yeah. was like kind of the guy everybody thought was right there, and I don't know, like I'm I'm not. Like, I'm not singing Uriah Hall's praises and being, like, Uriah Uriah Hall is the next big guy because I don't think he is. But, like, who else is in that division that, like, even we can start talking about?
1: Brendan Allen, maybe. He's, Brendan Brent Allen he, bounced back pretty good last fight, but he's still a ways away. Yeah,
0: yeah, like him, maybe, I would say this too, I also, just now thinking about it, forgot about Andre Muniz, um, who just shattered, uh, Jacare's arm. I think he's, right. I think he's 3-0 and in the UFC. Yeah, he's 3-0, um, yeah. And Mahmoud Muradov, I think is like 2-0 and or 3-0, and but like, again, those guys just don't feel like they're the guys, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah is he feels like he's just going to be the middleweight champ until he decides to not be the middleweight champ anymore.
1: Yeah, looking at the performance rankings, I run on MMA-Manifesto, which is it's all based on um, fighters' performance, who they beat, uh, whether they finished them, and and then I give weight to their most recent fights. The top after this weekend, Adesanya's head and shoulders, but everyone. And then Brunson actually is next. Um, Whitaker... Uh, and then we'll have Hall, Marvin Vittori, Jerry Cannoneer. Yeah, so there's not much to be excited about in in the top of the, top of the division there, is there? No, no, not and really. And then Strickland. And,
0: and I actually think Brunson's grown a lot too, and yep. that he's like fallen back on his his wrestling, which I, I think is really important. to um, but like, yeah, I, I like to, I, it's hard for me to look at an Ida Sanya fight and think anything other than Ida Sanya is going to wax this guy.
1: Yep. And, yeah, not, not much else we really, I think, we have to say about the main event. It was, you know. Other, was, than,
0: other than, <clears throat> hang I, I have one more thing. Votori, yes. and we just have to just mention that this is a real thing that happened. Votori legitimately thought oh, yeah. he won that fight. That, yes. is, that is so wild. That makes me
1: so angry. Uh, I, I'm, I was like, is his hand up in the air when they're reading it out? i I wasn't sure if I and, and Izzy was that correctly. And
0: Izzy was mocking him. He had, like, his fingers crossed and, like, looking over at him. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> He lost and, uh, 50 to 45.
1: It was not even close. And when
0: he heard, but, when he heard 50 <laughs> to 45, too, he looked confused being like, oh, well, I definitely lost one round. So how is this possible? Because I clearly won the fight. But I, I, I definitely did lose one. No, dude, you lost all the rounds. And they... Like, one round was close. I thought about possibly giving the third to Vittori. But, like, dude, he got crushed in every round.
1: Yeah, and I think, like, his corner base was trying to tell him that, and he wasn't, like, believing him. He was, like, asking. It's it's Hafael Cordero. uh, Cordero. Yeah, yeah.
0: Rafael Cordero's not lying to anybody. That that dude is, like, one of the most legit coaches. So, like, I'm sure he told him he was losing, and he just, like, was adamant that that performance was title-worthy.
1: Yeah, that makes me. Yeah, he, he's he's pretty unlikable. Uh, I think I'll have to say. I think I'll have to come right out and say it. He's not really that likable of a dude. I think, we, Betray, I think we
0: danced around it last time we talked. About <laughs> we him. did. But like, he's
1: it, just very angry just and not fun. A,
0: there's something. about him. And I've interviewed him a couple of times. He's been nothing but nice to me ever, and he's always like super courteous. But like, you're right. Like that between the the press the the, the interview with Michael Bisping was. I, I know I told you to go back and watch it. I'm not sure if you did. It's no, it's didn't. funny just for the purpose that like Bisping has no control, but like Vittori is so mad in it and like it's not something that like I feel like you can rally around because he's just mad about nothing.
1: Yeah, I like to see some of that in the cage other than just like trying name, take take down against the fence the whole fight. <laughs> yeah. maybe get maybe get a little a little more Angry Reckless, um, when when you see that it's actually not working. Um, you're you're not getting this guy down. He thinks um, it worked,
0: though. He thinks it worked. Oh, yeah, it's true. He
1: won. I forgot he won. Yeah, there's a lot of people that lost but won. Uh, we have another one coming up. Um, this man did not lose. This man won. Uh, flyweight, we have a new champion, Brandon Moreno. The assassin comma baby is what is I'm <laughs> suggesting. His Nick, nickname become because the assassin baby is kind of weak, but – if you if you say it with the comment there, the assassin baby is much better. It's like you're 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 declaring that I am the assassin baby, and he was the assassin last night. Um, DeVista and Figueroa weight cutting basically um, reared his ugly head again and and struck. He was uh, not himself throughout fight week apparently, and uh, he barely made weight, and he did not look good in there last night. But and Moreno. It was basically it was it was both things. Moreno was uh, looked fantastic, and Figueroa looked looked not himself and horrible.
0: I don't know that he looked terrible. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think while yes, I, I thought he was going to do the same thing they did in the last fight. I did think about it for quite a bit last night about is it that he was much worse? The weight cut went badly, or. Is it that this is what they would both look like on a full training camp? Because I, I think we, we forget to talk about the fact that they fought last week or last time on three weeks' notice, three weeks removed right. from their last fight, and they announced that they would fight the night they got done with their fights.
1: Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah.
0: And Brandon Moreno, not for anything, he, he fought Brandon Royval, which is is not an easy fight, and Davison Figueredo, fought Joseph Benavidez, or no, Alex Perez, I take that back, Alex Perez, and both of them won, and they turned around and fought again three weeks later. I'm wondering if this is just like, this is what actual training camp fight between these two would look like. Because, yeah, you're right. It could have been weight cut, but he didn't look notably slower. He didn't even have time to get tired. Like, he was getting beat way before he was tired.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, Moreno just looked... Looks fantastic, which was um, good to see. The first Mexican champion in UFC history. Um, Like I said, I've I've always liked him. I didn't like it when he got cut. It was back when the UFC was uh, hell-bent on getting rid of the flyweight division, and they were cutting everyone, and he got cut. But he had one fight in LFA, and then he got picked back up. And now look at him. he's, He's king of the world, and he's driving in all the traffic to MMA Dash Manifesto today. So he, apparently he's coming out as the the biggest star of last night because he's, he's far and away ahead uh, and shows above everyone else traffic-wise. Like Adesanya and Nate Diaz combined are basically where Moreno's is for traffic for me today, if, for what that's worth. That's
0: pretty impressive. Also, I would yeah. just say, so you mentioned that LFA fight, right? He fought for the LFA yep. Flyweight Championship. I, I just want you to wrap your head around this because this is so crazy to me. That was two years ago.
1: Yeah, it was, was very, it's all been very quick.
0: Almost to the day, that was two years ago. So, like, two years ago, this dude was not in the UFC, had recently been cut after being, being beat by Sergio Pettis and Alexandre Pantoja. And gets cut, fights for the LFA title, and two years later, the, the dude is not just the champ, but, like, a very impressive, undisputed champ right now.
1: Very, very true. Flyweight continues to be the best division um, or one of the best divisions. Um, We love it. And I heard shockwave gentleman on your other podcast act like he's mr flyweight now too is he 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 was mr. Figuere- mr
0: he was mr figueredo he all right so. yeah he was he said it, it like that figueredo had gotten him excited about flyweight and yeah, i was like yes. "Oof!" <laughs> there's a there, there's a there's, there's a gumby oof like he, so, so. he was not so into flyweights for all that time he was into figueredo yeah. and like as soon as he was in the Figueroa, boom, he gets choked. All
1: right, so now uh, Shockwave on Top Turtle is going to be calling for the flyweight division to be, be scrapped. You once can't, again, you so. can't.
0: Now it's as hot as ever. And I will say this no too: you're right. He's a super exciting champion. He checks the box of being from a country that's never had a champion before. But I will also yep. say this: there are lots of fun contenders for him right now.
1: That's what I was going to head into next. Uh, first of all, Figueredo, is he going to stick a flyweight, you think?
0: I actually think he's going to leave. Um, yeah. You know, like, both the weight cuts and the fact that, like, he won this title. Right? Like, right. And he beat Benavidez twice, and he drew with Moreno. Like, where's the incentive to come back to it? Like, yep. you know, having fights with, with Peter Jan and, and, you know, Corey Sanhagen, and not to mention, like, Bantamweight also just has, like, Guys who are, you know, kind of left the division already, or like, yeah, you know, like yeah. guys on the way out that he could like, you know, get big paydays over, you know, like, right, Dominic Cruz, he could go fight Dominic Cruz, he could fight Uriah Faber, who's probably still kicking around, he could fight Cody Garbrand, and like, yeah. th- those are like, he could fight T.J. Dillashaw probably at some point. Those are guys he could like build more of his name off of and stuff like that. So like, I think that makes more sense for him. Um, so I I think move him up a weight class, see what he does there, because you know, hey, maybe maybe you're right, maybe the weight cut did kill him, but ultimately it, it won't hurt to go up. I I'm pretty sure of that.
1: Yep. Um. All right. So Moreno Askar Oskarov is he next up? He's next up in my rankings. Um, and his name I, I hear out there is he, and he's three 0 in the UFC. You think he's next in line here? Well, he's three zero and.
0: One in the UFC, right, that's one right. draw, yeah, and that one right. draw is Brandon Moreno. So uh, uh, I I think it makes a lot of sense both narratively and uh, where they are in their division. Askarov coming off of uh, did he just beat Benavidez, Am I remembering that right? He, he like mm-hmm. took it to Benavidez, if I'm not mistaken. the intern on uh, it. Yeah, easy easy decision over Benavidez, He beat Pantoja. He beat Tim Elliott. So, like, his his career in the UFC has pretty much just been uh, a draw with Moreno and beating killer savages. So, uh,
1: Savage killers.
0: Yeah, I think Askarov makes the most sense. Um, I'm I'm not ready. I, I don't want to see Figueredo 3 yet. It, no. If he does decide to stay down, like, that was pretty one-sided. So, even if Figueredo stays down, like, let Figueredo go fight, like, I don't know, Brandon Royval, let him go fight. You know somebody like that and, and see what happens, but um, yeah, um, I, I go asker Askarov versus Brandon Moreno, and I'd be excited to watch it. I, I bet you'd be a killer fight.
1: The only issue is Askarov was 127 pounds at the, his last fight; he did not make weight, so that's two pounds over for a, a title fight. So that would be a bit of an issue. Um, but yeah, the really, there's no one else really uh, looking the rankings. There's really no one else on uh, won his last fight. Like, really, all the, the top guys have not won their last fight. David Dvorak's won three straight, but he's well below yeah. Um I,
0: I'd kind of like to see, and I know we're probably a fight away from it, but and I've mentioned the name seven different times already. I'd like to see Brandon Marino fight Brandon Royval again. I, I know he's he's coming off of a win over him, and, like, the immediate rematch doesn't make sense, but... He's also coming off of a win where he got a stoppage with one second left in the round because Brandon Royval's shoulder happened to fall out of joint as he fell to the ground. Um Like, and not that you want to take that win away from Brandon Moreno, because, like, you know, he was, looking, he was looking good in that. He definitely won the first round. But, like, Royval is also a guy who, like, who sticks around in fights and gets like finishes later? You know, like he, he submitted Tim Elliott in the second, he submitted Kaikara France in the second, and he was about to go to the second with Brandon Moreno when his shoulder came out. Uh, so like, I, I'm I, I'd like to see that fight again, and we might be a fight away from there. But like, give Masker off uh, and then while we wait for that, get Moreno or get a uh, Rival another win to get him in there.
1: And if you like things falling out of joint, you just wait. We, we got some fun for you, you know, coming up in, in a, couple, a couple of fights. So, um, Before we move on, let, let's tell you about PropSwap. Well, I got it in front of me here. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA championship and Stanley Cup futures when you buy directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high. Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. PropSwap is making it easy to profit these playoffs by trading in and out teams as the postseason progresses. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. Recently, a PropSwap customer purchased the Montreal Canadiens Stanley Cup future for 45 bucks when the team was down 3-1 against Maple Leafs. And then a few days later, he flipped it for $600. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Just think like the stock market, but for sports betting. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. All right. um, I alluded to earlier um, some people can't help but win even when they lose, and that would be Mr. Nate Diaz. Um, It's very predictable that he lost a fight, and it's also very predictable that he is considered the winner by the Nate uh, the Diaz Nation, Diaz Army, and in his own eyes. So, but he kind of has. Usually, it's just him claiming he got robbed either by like uh, early stoppage or the judges or something like that. But um, his new beef is he got robbed by the clock because if this was a six-round fight, he would have won it. And if this was a real fight in the streets, he would have won it. But um, in actuality, Leon Edwards won forty nine forty six in a fight that shouldn't even have been five round fight. It was a it should have been a three-round fight, but they made it five rounds because uh, that would uh, benefit Diaz and what did it benefit him because he had Edwards on skates in the final frame of this um, fight, almost had him finish, but but he didn't uh, finish him. Edwards um, snake bitten once again. He basically dominated this fight um, as we as we predicted and had Diaz bleeding from numerous. New uh, holes in his body, which which uh, Edwards created for him, um, and despite all this, uh, beating the biggest name ever, um, you know, quieting the crowd, all this stuff, he's coming out of this looking like the loser because he almost got knocked out in, in the last in the last frame of the fight.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that. Like, he he put a great performance together, did he not? Like, yep. I didn't I, I didn't watch that and think like, man, Leon Edwards sucks. But it's gonna be a really hard sell to say he deserves the title shot next, because like if you watch Nate Diaz jack somebody up like that in the fifth round, like what the hell is Kamara Usman gonna to do to you? And and yeah. I know it's I know it's not like great to like talk about like oh well you got no chance against the champion so why book it right? Like that's always the feeling we have right? Like the champ is always yeah. the champ and they're the champ for a reason and it makes you feel like the other people don't stand a chance right? Like. We'd never book Amanda Nunes if we only booked her with people we thought had a chance, right? Like so. Yeah. Uh, I say he probably deserves it because he put a great performance together. But man, that fifth round could really cook his chances, could it not?
1: Yeah, This is this is typical Leon Edwards too, isn't it? Uh, he, he's always getting upstaged. Um, whether it's um, Matt Svitall beating him up backstage uh, or it's. Sitting, you know, trying to sit on the sidelines and, and get himself a better position—that didn't work either. Like, uh, or poking someone in—he gets a gets the main event fight and ends up poking someone's eyeball out. Uh, it's yeah, always, um, always something. It seems to be going on with this guy. Um, so it, it seems like uh, Colby Chaos Covington is going to get the next fight against Usman, and then if Stephen Thompson makes a, puts a good performance. Uh, against Gilbert Burns in a couple of weeks, at uh, the next pay-per-view, I could see him being next in line ahead of Edwards also.
0: Yeah, I actually think, to be completely honest with you, I, I think the reason the UFC hasn't announced uh, who is fighting next was because, you know, they keep hinting that it's Colby, but they yeah. keep not signing Colby because they don't really want to give it to Colby because, A, he, he's no longer got his shtick. He doesn't sell well. He's not particularly fun to watch, with the exception right. of the, the other time he fought uh, Kamar Usman. That, that was pretty much their only entertaining fight. So I think deep down they were like, well, if Leon Edwards goes out there and crushes Nate Diaz violently, we give it to Leon. And if he doesn't. basically. <laughs> well, but not violently. Not violently.
1: If he, if, yeah. if he
0: goes out and beats him, that's nice. But if he goes out and beats him violently, we give him a title shot. And he didn't yeah. do that. And then I think That's their true. backup plan to that was, well, if Wonder Boy goes out there and kicks Gilbert Burns head into the second row of the stands, we'll give it a Wonder Boy. And if both of those plans fail, ah, eh, Colby's still here, and we'll give him really shit pay and and let him fight Usman again.
1: Yeah, no, it it sounds good. Uh, there's no reason. Really, there's no reason for them to announce uh, anything. Um, it's I, I would if I was in their situation, I wouldn't announce anything either. You know, um. You want to keep all your balls in play here, um, and there's it's not like um, not like Guzman needs the fight immediately, so they can they can kind of let these things play out. So, and as as for Diaz, like I said, he win win or lose, it doesn't make a difference for him. He's still gonna stay as popular as he's ever been, and and him, you know, he looked horrendous last night. He looked he's just all posturing now. Um, no, um, also as little no stake basically. Um, but then he somehow, uh, got Edwards on skates, which is, ba- other than him just winning, that's basically the best outcome that, that could have, could have occurred, uh, for him. Cause now he can claim that he won and, and people are gonna wanna watch him fight even more. So, um, give him Alice Vidal, give him Connor, I, I don't care. But, you know, um, as long as he's not in, in the title pitcher, they can keep throwing him out there cause he, despite getting destroyed, he, he had the, what, few seconds of of, uh, of of brilliance there. That um, that's all people need.
0: Yeah, and and I think you know you mentioned the Connor fight. I, I think this this along with a Dustin Poirier win in July really clearly sets up the trilogy, right? Like he yep. did, he did everything yep. he needed to to entice people to feel like that trilogy is viable.
1: Yep. See, he basically saved his his career as a. As the viable um, viable fighter by by um, landing a couple shots <laughs> in in the fifth round because the rest of the fight was not not um, good or compelling or competitive whatsoever for him on his pen. So um, same with the next fight basically uh, welterweights. Uh, Bilal remember the name Muhammad got. I, you probably would say this is the biggest win of his career over Damien Maya. Uh, Maya was trying for single legs the whole fight. He got him down once. Uh, that was it. Um, and Muhammad looked kind of frightened when he did get him down. I don't know if that's just his his normal facial expression, but but he didn't look very um, very happy about that situation. But I don't know. There's not really much to say about this fight. Um, sounds like this is it for Maya. Unfortunately, that was the last fight in his contract. And Dana White said that's probably the end of end of him in the UFC.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Like, I mean, he's he's older now. All of his losses have come previously to, you know, it's, it's part of the reason why I attempted to bet him in this one is that, like, it, all of his losses have come to big guys who could stuff his wrestling. You know, Colby Covington, Kamaru Usman, Tyrone Woodley. This is the first time he kind of lost to a guy who you don't think of as being, like, a phenomenal wrestler, It it, it's kind of the writing's kind of on the wall. If he's not getting the Bilal Muhammad's of the division down in grappling him, he he ain't beating anybody on the feet. So if he's not getting those guys down, like the the writing's on the wall, he's he's barely a top fifteen guy anymore. And it's sad to say, but like, yeah, it's time.
1: Yeah, fantastic career. Uh, One of my. One of my favorites, uh, class guy, and yeah, thanks for the memories, basically. <laughs> you're, you're out the door now, but, you know, nothing to hang out hang about. Plus, he's, he's 43, so he's he's had uh, a super long career. Um, then the fun opener, light heavyweights, Paul Craig. Um, I, I picked Jamal Hill to knock him out. And that didn't happen. Um, the other option would have been Paul Craig by submission, and that did happen. Um, <laughs> Paul, Paul Craig was destroying Jamal Hill's arm even before he, he had the uh, submission armbar locked in. And then he locked it in, dislocated uh, Jamal Hill's arm. The ref seemed to not care or notice that his arm was flopping around like his name's Gumby and let the fight continue. The it, the whole thing lasted less than two minutes, but it's, it seemed a lot longer than that. When when the guy with the clearly everyone thought it was broken, but it was just a dislocated. That doesn't sound funny. either. Dislocated arm was flopping around, and he was getting destroyed while he was trapped in a, in a triangle, basically. Um, but Paul Craig's a killer man. He's a savage.
0: Yeah, and what were the odds on Paul Craig? Just so we had there,
1: a- Dan, I got super good odds on that. He Yeah, like what minus, which was pretty crazy actually.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. It, it seems crazy in retrospect, but it, it seemed crazy at the time for me too. Because
1: yeah, I, I agree it was, yeah. Yeah,
0: like like those odds are nuts, and in addition to that, like, I mean, Paul Craig did what Paul Craig seems to be doing lately, and that's yep. force people to grapple with him, and, and it's just a terrible idea. I will say this, I, I did think his offensive wrestling was going to be better than it was, and when it failed, I, I'm glad he wound up pulling guard, basically, and, and working right. from there, but, like, it is a little alarming for wherever he is going in the future that that's how he chose to get to the ground because that won't work against, uh, like, the top guys in the division for him.
1: Right. Well, speaking of, let's look at my rankings now because Craig is – he's got, well, one, two, three, four, four straight wins, five of six, so that's vaulting him up the rankings. we got Blockovitz, We've got the next uh, – Glover Teixeira is next in line, and he's actually getting the title shot. And then we got Anthony Smith. Then we have Alexander Rickich and then we've got Paul Craig. Um one point ahead of Johnny Walker, so he basically is virtually tied with Johnny Walker. So um who do you see him fighting next or who, that, who would you like to see him fight next?
0: That, that was actually the name I was gonna say. I was gonna say Johnny Walker. Like to me it makes all the sense of the world. Both guys, um, kinda in a similar position in the division where they've lost to some guys they shouldn't. They've beaten some guys they shouldn't in uh both of them are opportunists. Um, you know, like they can look so bad at sometimes and still be able to beat you. Um, I mean, we saw that with with Paul Craig beating Magomed Ankalaev, right? Like he was getting out grappled for 14 minutes and 59 seconds before he slapped on a triangle choke. I, I mean, we've seen that with Johnny Walker. Seemingly every single time he wins a fight, he's getting beat up before he lands the knockout blow. So I actually think that they're perfect to pair one against the other.
1: There you go. And for Jamal Hill, we'll just say this is too much too soon for him. Probably just the "quote unquote" prospect loss, and hopefully he's not seriously injured and he can get back in there fairly soon.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know that it was too much either. I, I think it was just bad style matchup, right? Like I, I think That's he true, could yeah. beat somebody that level, right? Like he could beat. Yep. I, I wouldn't be surprised to watch Jamal Hill beat Ryan Spann. I wouldn't be surprised to watch Jamal Hill beat. The, the aforementioned Johnny Walker. I, I could see Jamal Hill beating up uh, Misha Serkinov if he still belongs to the UFC. Like, all of those guys he could beat, and they're all right around Paul Craig's level. It's just that yep. the 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 stylistic matchup was really bad for him in this one.
1: Yeah, very true. So the two uh, submissions on the uh, the main pay per view portion got the performance of the night bonuses. So Moreno and Craig got an extra fifty. And that, that's Malarkey. And then,
0: let let me complain yeah, about that. Mularkey. Oh my let me, gosh. Let me complain Jamie about that. Malarkey? From... Ja- that's Jamie Malarkey. <laughs> <laughs> we should start
1: saying that. That's good.
0: Um, but no, that's that. Can, we can say that's Jamie Malarkey. Can we just talk <laughs> for a second again about how we gave? let jump ahead. Gave, gave gave two submission bonuses, which by the way, I love submissions. Yep. Rear naked choke is a great submission. How the hell does Brandon Moreno win performance of the night when we have a dude who knocked a guy out in seven seconds with a gnarly one-two?
1: Yeah, Terrence McKinney, who was a – we got him at plus 220, I think, when we recorded. Um, we both jumped on his bandwagon. Um, a week's notice from his last fight, which was outside of the UFC. This was his debut. Destroyed Matt Matt Frivola and then destroyed his own knee jumping off the cage. He claims he's okay, but uh, we've seen, like, the aforementioned Johnny Walker destroy his knee doing silly things after he won, so, yeah. And his shoulder ones. And his shoulder ones. Yes. Yeah, he could have, and plus he probably was making 10 and 10 and plus 4,000 for the uh, outfitting, so he probably made 24 grand. So he could have used another 50 grand, I'm sure. Yeah, that,
0: and that's that's always my thing with the bonuses, too, right? Like, yeah. if, if all things are considered or tied why not give it to a, a Terrence McKinney instead of a Brandon Moreno? Not that Brandon Moreno wouldn't love the f- extra 50K, but, like, god damn, like, that, that's life-changing money to Terrence McKinney right now. And his finish was better.
1: Yeah, plus, uh, UFC, this is probably a, a something for another day, but UFC doesn't get it. Like, the more they pay their athletes, the better performances you're going to get from them because they can afford to either quit their... Quit their full-time or part-time hustles, or they can pay for better coaching, better training, better food, all, all this type of stuff. So the more money they put out, the the better stuff they're going to get. So like I'm sure Terence McKinney is going to get you give you uh, even better performance if possible, uh, if that's even possible in, in his next time in the cage if he's got extra fifty thousand bucks in, in the bank.
0: Yeah, I, I would think so. And, and uh, by yeah. the way, very impressive. He is now 4 and 0 in 2021.
1: Yes. And yes.
0: And he spent less than two minutes in a cage.
1: No, that's the thing. Hopefully, he's not injured because he could get right back in there again. He, he could play eight times
0: this game. year. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. All right. Um, speaking of bonuses, the main event of the prelims got the fight of the night bonus, which was, I think, this one was pretty much a no brainer. Uh, Brad Rodell, Drew Dober, they. Had a slobber knocker that which Riddell won, despite looking worse for the worse for wear. So we nailed another underdog with that pick. That was a, a quality scrap, and Riddell is what four zero now in the UFC. So onward and upward for him it was a good night for City Kickboxing.
0: Yeah, it, it was a great night for him, and, and I thought he looked exceptional in this fight, with the exception of the first round. He he did look pretty bad and on skates in the first round, but. I was also really impressed that he chose to wrestle cuz I think when we broke this fight down we we said Dover's got to mix in his wrestling a little bit and and it was actually Rodello who did that.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh we got Anders versus Stuart correct, but that was a, ugh, it was a thought of a fight. It was like one of those uh, you light the firework and it never went off. So um. Yeah. That, that, was, that wasn't a fun one. I don't think we really have much to say about that. I've got nothing Dan's,
0: to say about that. other than no, I, exactly, I, so. I expected finish early and didn't get it.
1: I was thinking can we cut both those guys from the UFC, or do we have to keep them in there? But yeah, it it seemed like a waste of a uh, waste of a fight there. Uh, Dan's um, secret girlfriend, Laura Murphy, got uh, the biggest win of her career. Uh, controversial split decision over Joanne Calderwood. Um, but I'm I'm glad she won because I picked her too and you think she's probably would be, is the next person to be sacrificed to Valentina Shevchenko um, and then to be destroyed and to head back to the back of the line again?
0: Yeah. So I, I got to ask you, so it was a petition yeah, and we're saying controversial. It, did you, did you think it was controversial?
1: Uh I, I thought it was close. It, it, I, maybe not controversial. It was uh, maybe contested is, is a better word. I, I don't think anyone got robbed or anything like that. No, so. no, no.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought, I thought really if, if there was any other decision other than the one we saw, I, I actually wouldn't have been bummed with a draw. Because I, I thought yeah. Lauren Murphy won that second round 10-8 pretty clearly. Um, she beat yeah. the hell out of her. And none of, none of the judges saw it that way. Um, yeah, I, also, no, I also gave her the first. But, but like, I could see first and third for Calderwood, but but I, I definitely gave her 10-8 in the second.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, she, she looked good in all, all aspects. Like She's very, very well-rounded uh, at this point in her career. So looking at women's flyweight, my rankings, Shevchenko, had and shoulders above all. Jessica Andraj is next, but she just fought for the belt. Caitlin Chukagian is next, and she's already fought for it and lost. Macy Barber is next, but she, that's basically based on her first three fights in the UFC. Uh, she's dropped two straight. Um, and then we have Lauren Murphy. So, yeah, uh, I think think that's probably that's what five straight wins for us i think uh, they, they wouldn't commit on her being next but i don't see any other fight at this point that makes that makes sense timing wise and and um the, the uh strength of of uh any other fighters or resume no I I,
0: I, I I think it's got to be her i think she she's pretty damn close already and, and this has got to do it
1: yep um Moffsar uh won, as we predicted, over Hakeem Dawadu. We just faded the Canadians' work last night. We faded Dawadu. We faded Alexis Davis, and they both both lost. So Moffsar uh, Evalev and Penny Kayenzad won us some money, which we appreciate. But they were both... Uh, decisions, of course, because every fight was basically a decision last night.
0: Yeah, and I think for this one, too, we could break down these two fights at the same time. We we said the bigger, stronger fighters were Evlo Evan and, and Kian Zod and yep. that they would dictate where the fight went. They both did, yep. and it was good enough for the
1: decision. There you go. That is that is a Twitter-length um, breakdown right there for you. Uh, 140 characters less. less. Uh, McKinney knocked out Frivola, which was very nice, like we said. Um, Steven Ocho-Peterson, who we picked, came in quite overweight, um, 148.5 for a 146-limit fight over Chase Hooper. Um, I don't like watching Chase Hooper get beat up, but he still looks – I know he's 21 and everything, and he he knows what he's doing in there, but it's just – it's not a good luck. Uh, him him getting destroyed by someone who seems way bigger and stronger and and older and meaner than he is.
0: Yeah, I I think he looked good though for for everybody out there on Twitter and wherever claiming that like it's time for him to go away and he needs to go back to the regional scene. Like the dude is two and two in the UFC, right? And he also yeah. threatened a lot of submissions on on Stephen Peterson and there were some times where I thought he was gonna win that fight. So I mean, I think we're maybe a little bit premature in saying that he needs to go to the regional scene. I might put him against somebody a little easier in in who has a little bit worse grappling, but like right. I mean like he, he he belongs in the UFC and just give him time to grow.
1: Yeah, he he was he was in the fight basically all the whole time. He he never was um never was Vastly outmatched or anything like that uh, by any means. It's just the the optics of it. <laughs> he's, he's a skinny, young looking dude with you know with with uh, big curly hair. Um, but he didn't really come out of it worse for wear or, or beat up uh, too badly or anything like that. So, uh, um, first, Diam uh, wrecked our Luigi Vendramini pick. He won a uh, majority decision. And then Carlos Felipe won the big-boy battle, split decision over Jake Collier. But I'm not going to argue that split decision. I I think uh, Felipe won that fight. So I'm not going to claim. I actually disagree with you on that one. Oh, good. I disagree with you on that
0: one. I think Collier, I I think pretty much the the narrative of the uh, announcers continuously being like, oh, I don't know, Felipe's jacking him up. He's moving forward. He did move forward the whole fight. He didn't land more. Like Jake Collier landed more in literally every exchange. Anytime right. Collier or uh, Felipe moved forward, he'd throw one punch and get hit with three. Like even if you look at the, the totals, which I don't love doing, but like if you look at the totals, Collier landed more all the time. Yeah. And it's not Probably. like there was some grappling in the event either. Like it, it was all striking.
1: Yep. And strange, Carlos Felipe. All he's a heavyweight. He's like right at the tippy top of, of the heavyweights. At the very, very end of the heavyweight scale who 8-0 heading into the UFC, six of them via knockouts. Uh, He's had nothing but decisions in the UFC. He lost a decision, and then he's won three straight decisions. This is very strange for a huge heavyweight who – Coming in was known as a knockout guy. He gets nothing but decisions. This is very, very strange. Someone, someone could have made a lot of money off of their betting decision on him early, early on in his in his UFC career.
0: Well, I can tell you why that happened. Just take a quick peek sometime if, if you get a yeah, chance at the records of the <laughs> dudes he fought in Brazil. Yeah. 0 and 2, 1 and 1, 0 and 2, 0 and 0, 0 and 0, 5 and 0, and 2 and 0, which is pretty decent. And then 0 and 2,
1: like. And the, and these are not not big the bigger brazilian um promotions either no, um, no he's, no, he's not even in jungle
0: fight or anything like that no, yeah no. And, and some of them are old too like the last guy he beat was like 37 and was on a two-fight losing streak or something so like yeah he's knocking people out who are easy to knock out and now he's yep. up against guys who aren't yep
1: mm-hmm. so that's probably it but but still um you would think he would get knocked out or he would knock someone out at some point in in four fights because that's it's heavyweights that's what happens
0: yeah yeah usually the heavyweights (laughs) are swinging and banging and and exactly he he doesn't really though that's the other thing though is like he moves forward and he's like cool with like a pitter pattery type fight
1: yeah oh i i know what i was going to say about the vagermini fight i skipped right over because i was mad that we lost it made it even worse that the announcers were all over first. I jock the whole the whole fight, singing his praises. That, that made me even angrier as as we were losing that bet.
0: Yeah, and I, that, that's another one that I thought was pretty darn close to being a draw. Um, well,
1: one one judge agreed with you, yeah.
0: Yeah, because because Vendramini beat the hell out of him in that round. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, maybe like that that wouldn't have made me feel much better, but like Vendramini. I feel like he's ultimately, at the end of the day, a better fighter than Ferris Zayim is. Whether or not uh, he gets the win this time doesn't really matter to me. I'm way higher on Vendramini's career than I am on Zayim's.
1: Yeah, well, you're not – Joe Rogan and Paul Felder definitely are in the other camp because they were – Crazy yeah, they, about, they were uh, very excited about his performance <laughs> for some reason. They sure were. You know what I'm excited about, uh, other than that, our awesome performance, is I'm excited about the SGPN app. Yes, we have our own app now, if, if you guys and gals haven't heard. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. Plus, the app is an exclusive way to enter all the SGPN contests, including our SGPM $1,000 NBA Finals free roll. Just download the app and hit the contest tab for your chance to take home 1000 bucks. And I think it's like Monday, as in tomorrow or maybe the day you're listening to this, um, is the deadline for that contest. So get the app downloaded, get in the contest. Uh, and don't forget to toss an app review and download the SGPN app today. It's a very good app. You will get notifications every time a podcast drops, including our own. So, um, all right, uh, it was a very it's, – it's, it's, let's see what Dan's been doing over the past few days. It was a very busy day for uh, – very busy weekend, rather, for uh, for fights. Did you watch PFL, Dan, on Thursday night?
0: I did watch a little bit of PFL. I wasn't oh, I able to catch all of it, but I did want to tune in and watch uh, Clarissa Shields' fight because, you know, that was kind of the the big name fight coming on there. Right. So I, I watched yeah. her fight. I, I watched a couple of various other ones in there. Uh, I turned into the tuned into the main event of Bellator as well as i, I tuned in to watch Nick Newell fight too because he's a local guy he's actually refed a couple of my jiu jitsu matches um yeah. and he's he's a super nice dude too so I tuned in to watch him ultimately get beat which is kind of a a sad one but uh those are that's that's pretty much the the majority of what I watched. I I didn't get all of those cards in this week in my typical fashion, but I did get both of them in in small doses.
1: So how did Shields look? I looked. She, uh, I heard she. For those who don't know, she was what a two-time Olympic gold medalist boxer and a multiple box multiple different championships in women's boxing. I I heard she basically was on her back, forced to most of the time, which maybe it was her plan to to test her wrestling out. And then she ended up getting a a ground and pound win in the final frame. How how did that fight go? Or how did she look in your eyes? I
0: I, I come out thinking she looked great because she, she fought a grappler and dealt with that adversity. She wasn't subbed by Brittany Alkins. Who's pretty, a pretty damn good grappler. She's on those fight to win shows all the time. I'm pretty sure I've seen her on uh, who's number one. So like she, she like fights on big name grappling cards. So, for for shields to even survive if it did go to the ground is already a feather in her cap. There, there were times where I looked and saw Clarissa Shields dropping her hips really well to to kind of sprawl out on it or to prevent a sweep or stuff like that. Even when like right before she got the finish, Elkin looked like she was looking for a sweep and and Shields dropped her hips and flattened her out and dropped some bombs. So, like, you know, I, I think it very much looked like an 0-0 o o fighter in there against somebody who has some grappling chops but is the right stepping stone for the 0-0 o o fighter to build on. So, uh, I, I think I have positive feelings about Clarissa Shields. Anybody claiming that she should get in there and, and fight Kayla Harrison anytime soon is crazy. I think she's yeah. got a lot of work to do before that, but... Um, she, she's certainly doing well and on the right path, I would say.
1: Right. And did you see the Bellator main event? Did, uh, did you see Douglas Lima lose his belt?
0: Yeah. Amasov is a absolute beast. And, and, you know, the funny thing yep. is he's another one of those ones who I, and, you know, usually I lean with the guy who I think can wrestle better. And in this one, right. I was just like, he, he can wrestle better but I don't know if he can get Lima down enough to win. Can he get Lima down enough? Man, he he hmm. rolled him uh pretty much at will. So, yeah, um sort of surprising, not terribly exciting, but uh Amoslav is a a guy to beat now, I guess.
1: And that's what two straight losses for Lima, right? Cuz he was Oh, yeah. the to to middleweight. middleweight.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he he, yeah. he he did what uh what Adesanya ho luckily avoided.
1: Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, did you watch Invicta? They had their Adam weight tournament. Did you watch that also?
0: I caught highlights of that. Um, because <laughs> oh, I, is that all? Really? I, I will say yeah. that I like I like the idea of a tournament, but I don't like the one-round format of it. Yeah. Um, mostly yeah. just because, like, that that means you're going to get a winner in that one round, no matter what. There's never going to be a bonus round. So, like, uh, Polina Granados lost 10-9, 10-9, 9-10. And, like, uh, I mean, like, if it's a close round, like, I, I want to see more than that. So, it, it, like, upsets me. The right fighter won the tournament. So, like, I, I mean, like, ultimately, I'm fine with that. Even though I like, uh, uh what's her name? Lindsay Van Zant was, was in the main event. E- even though I like Lindsay Van Zant, I've actually interviewed her a couple of times, too. She's really super nice. Um, And I would have liked to have seen her win it. It's, like ultimately the right fighter won it and she's getting the rematch. She deserved that. That's Jessica Del Boni, by the way, I don't know if I've even said her name, Jessica Del Boni, um, who I, I mean, should have been the rightful number one contender. She actually should be the champ. I, I think she'd be Ashley Zapatella um, in her, their last fight, which went to a split decision. So, um, good on her for, for getting that title shot again. And, um, yeah, so I, I, I guess the, the long answer is, I've watched less MMA this weekend than usual. I don't
1: know. I don't know. We just named three additional events. But I I just watched them in pieces.
0: Usually I'd watch all of them in in total.
1: (laughs) Did you watch any other MMA, Dan? Regional, any strange place, strange Russian, regional, (laughs) Siberian uh, MMA, uh, amateur events?
0: I I think I was off MMA other than that.
1: God, what were you doing for kind yeah, of spending time know. with your your family? I spent time you got with to my family.
0: And I watched That's some baseball, cool. and yeah, it's crazy.
1: Boy, crazy. All right, um, so we're gonna have another fight card to break down for you uh, uh episode forty-seven. We've got UFC and ESPN. The Korean Zombie versus Ige is coming up this coming Saturday from the UFC Apex. They're back in the Apex and the smaller gym. So the main event, you got Chan Sung Jun. The Korean, aka the Korean zombie, I think he should I was thinking today he could also be called the Korean uh, chainsaw, I think all, that also works for him because he's basically always on and always dangerous
0: Yeah, he, and, and I love his fighting style, I, I'm excited yep. to see what that looks like against Ige too, who, who also yep. is a guy who brings it
1: Yep, uh, looks like the co-main events, uh, Alexei Olinik and Sergei Spivak, which is a, a big boy uh, battle, which uh, that, that should be a fun one, this isn't the most um, thrilling of, of fight cards, at least on paper. Uh, let's see if there's anything that actually... Uh, is there any fights that really jump... Oh, I know I know one Dan likes. Verna Jandaroba, Kanaka Murata. You like that one? That,
0: okay. that, Kanako that was literally the one I was going to say. <laughs> is the one I'm the most excited for both because I, I do like Verna Jandaroba, but I really like Kanako Murata. I, I think she's like a, a sneaky, dangerous fighter in that division. I will also say... As long as we're talking about ones I'm excited for, I am quite excited for uh, Chaos Williams and Matthew Samelisberger, um, because th- that is um, you know Chaos Williams had that loss semi recently uh, where that he's trying to rebound from, but but Samelisberger I'm pretty sure is if I'm not mistaken is undefeated in the UFC. He's like two and zero and he's looked damn good in both of them. So yeah, I- I'm excited for that one along with um, Chunky
1: Guys. Let's get chunky, guys. I mean, Josh, Josh Parisian oh, and R- Roque like, and Martinez, guys.
0: Roque Martinez and Josh Parisian Mar- is like the biggest <laughs> of the biggest.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, you, Your boat's sinking. You can only save one person. Kanaka Murado, Lauren Murphy. Who do you save, Dan? Ah, uh, Lauren Murphy. She deserves it. Oh, okay, that's what, yeah. <laughs> that's what I figured. Yeah. That's what I figured. Yeah. Not, so, um, she, she gets the yeah.
0: life raft on this one. There I've also go. never interviewed Kanako Murata. She may be a lovely individual, but but uh, Lauren Murphy is, is, like, the most polite, kind, well-read, well-spoken fighter I've ever interviewed. So,
1: But don't you f- find, like, I've interviewed, like, basically athletes from pretty much every major sport, but fighters pretty much are the easiest ones to interview probably. There, They're the most down-to-earth.
0: I've never interviewed anybody but fighters, but I will tell you there's, yeah. like, there's, like, definitely tiers to it where there are guys who are right. super easy to talk to and then guys who aren't so easy to talk to. But, like, the right. ones who are easy to talk to are really easy to talk to.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's the the fact, you know, knowing that you basically you are the toughest person no matter where you go and you can... Protect yourself no matter what. I, I think that probably gives you a. Uh, I guess you would know, because You're a tough guy. So that would, uh, <laughs> I was just uh, about a, to turn that around. Out.
0: I was about to turn that on yeah. you, around on you. I was going to say like, oh, is that how you feel?
1: <laughs> no, never. Um, so I, I think they probably you know it puts you at ease, and you don't have to posture and pretend you're you're a tough guy, or a fugazi like like uh, the athletes in other sports that that I've interviewed, perhaps.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's it.
1: <laughs> that, that could be it. All right, enough philosophizing. Um, let's uh, let's send you away with with these thoughts. Um, download the SGPN app. Um, uh, I'm not just saying it because um, the bosses want me to say it, but they do. But it's a real real good app. I I uh, really enjoy it. So uh, very nicely designed um, and easy to use. And who doesn't want to win a thousand bucks? So tr- try to win the contest too. Um, subscribe to our channel. MMA gambling podcast we will be called and if you want to put a nice review like someone has already please do so if you want to put a mean review please do not so if you're my 10 uh, year old son listening do not put a review in because I know what it's going to say you tell it to, you say it to my face as it is so um, read sportsgamblingpodcast.com obviously we have great stuff on there whether you're a degenerate that's in there. Basically, if you're a degenerate, you should be be willing to bet on anything. So we had French Open coverage. We have uh, – there's some horse racing in uh, Britain going down this week that we've got a, a betting article up on, obviously, NBA playoffs, baseball, some full swing. Um, I think there's always some, some kind of football going on that you can bet, <laughs> a, fantasy fo- a fantasy football. We have a new fantasy football podcast. You Americans, there's always some kind of football, right, of some sort?
0: Yeah, well, and especially because this year they changed some of college football to a spring sport. So right, yeah, always, yes. always extra fantasy, or always yeah. extra football.
1: And if you're into the, what the rest of the world calls football, I think the, the Euros are on now, so we have obviously coverage of that. So check out that site. Um, if you're strictly into MMA, um, you can go to mma-manifesto.com, and we have goodness on there. We have pick-em contests for every event. We're not going to I don't think I'm going to run one for this weekend's Korean Zombie Ige one because um, there's an extra event this month and I only have the budget for three events. So I think I'm going to skip this one and, and do the final fight card of the month instead. But regardless, we got good stuff in there. Um, Fighter pay stuff seems to be the most popular um, far and away. If you want to know how much people make, which everyone seems to care about, uh, all that is on there. Dan writes good analysis on up-and-coming fighters, basically, um, usually on on upcoming cards. and He writes some gambling picks and stuff like that, too, so check that out. And you can listen to his podcast, The Prelim Primer, um, which breaks down all the prelim fights of the card, and the Top Turtle MMA podcast, the aforementioned one with Shockwave Dave, who's on and off the flyweight bandwagon, so I'm assuming, assuming he's going to be off off the uh, off the bandwagon this weekend. Uh, this week, we'll have to wait and wait and find out. Uh, and Dan has uh, gambling advice on there also, and he has fighter interviews. And this week, he, the interviews are with
0: one of one of uh, Jeff's favorite nicknames in all of MMA. Jeff, do you want to take a guess?
1: One of my favorite. Oh, so many. No, this
0: this one stands out though.
1: Is it the person you just interviewed before you talked to me?
0: Uh no, but that's one that Where, Alexa Kamer will be on the show, but Alexa that's not Kamer, the other yeah. one. Oh, it's gonna be Alexa Kamer Alexa. and
1: I you're gonna to have to give me a hint here. Maybe I'll get it mm, if you can hear
0: I think we named an episode after his nickname. Oh really?
1: That's uh your oh Corey Anderson? No. Did we Beason call twenty five eight, eight. Did guys? we
0: call an episode
1: in no, twenty five eight? I, I'm sure we will at some point. Hopefully. No, no Juicy J, my man. Oh yes, juicy J. <laughs> I talked to Julian, Juicy J, Arosa. Julian, Juicy J, Arosa, Yes, that's right. Yeah, we, we had the Juicy
0: episode. Out.
1: Yeah. We, yeah, we did, and we got creeped. Yeah, we got both got creeped out when we said <laughs> his nickname that episode. Yes, I remember. Long time listeners are screaming out their uh, phones saying Juicy J. <laughs> yes, so that's good. Make sure you listen to Top Turtle. Um, and I think it's everything the powers that be want me to say um and it's dan's trying to put us to bed so let's see what dan has in store for us here um as i say goodbye to you go right ahead dan
0: adios de Generinos.